0: Yes.
3: Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge
4: inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are
2: listening to
4: Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The of Bound Show with Bo Bounce. Streaming worldwide live on the of Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. <laughs> the Soul.
5: And good morning, welcome in, out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, man, oh man, oh man, what a weekend, Coach Prime, Colorado, upset TCU, he's definitely coach of the week, Mike Norvell, Florida State, take down them LSU Tigers, now Brian Kelly can't coach, it's amazing, Jason. For 30 years, at every level, he won, and now he can't coach. And uh, Mike Elko, former defensive coordinator at Texas A&M, now the head football coach for the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, They took down Clemson. And so those are definitely the – there were some others. Don't get me wrong, but those are the the coaches of the week. We are the Out of Bounds Show. It's brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Steaks, bacon, bourbon. Um, all kinds of yummy stuff, uh, bone-in ribeye, bacon-wrapped shrimp, scallops, Ooh. barbecue shrimp, Kesslerprime.com to make a reservation. Uh, we didn't have our, uh, fantasy draft this year at Kessler and, uh, I'm mad. That's so. disappointing. I know. I know. You talk so great about it. Well, it was awesome. That was the only reason why I played in the league. Um, <laughs> and so, and I still don't know who's going to run my team, but, uh, you know, it may be you. It may be. Have we got an intern yet? Uh, not yet. All right, let's throw that out. We're looking for a sports intern, Jackson State, Bellhaven, Millsaps. I mean, I would think it's got to be more, a little bit more local than Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss students. Uh, who am I missing? Hans Holmes, uh, whoever. Uh, oh, Mississippi College. Yeah. Um, we've reached out to them several times. We can't get anybody to reach back out to us, but, um, Yeah, if there's somebody who wants to know more about sports marketing, sports digital, and uh, having fun, and sports radio, uh, you want to intern a couple days a week, bring it. Uh, Just text us on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Driven by your next John Deere tractor to manage your land, 40, 80, 100 acres, Manage Your Land, John Deere Tractor, Ag Up Equipment Dealerships, Canton and Pearl, among others. All right, we're 105.9 The Zone ESPN. You can hit us up on the Stella, Stella, Stella Artois caller line, 601-707-3750. Twitter handle, at Bowbounds. Twitter was dangerous on those Twitter streets yesterday. We had some very, very passionate, football fans on the Twitters. I mean, that was that was active for me too. I don't usually stay that active, but I had some fun. I had to make sure that people knew that um well Tulane's not Alabama. But anyway, the uh, Twitter handle at Bow Bounds and what else do I want to give out? We hadn't been here since I hadn't been here since Thursday. That's right. I went to Starbucks. On Thursday. So I did the show from Starbull on Friday. And then we had Monday, which is weird. Today's Tuesday. I think I already said it was Monday. I'm taking crazy pills. And the New Orleans Saints do play at home against the Tennessee Titans. So Ole Miss and Tulane. Ole Miss and Tulane. How about that? Is that a 230 kick? Oh, it is. On the deuce. And Tom Luganbill will be a part of that. Hey, I did tailgate this weekend with my friends at Spring Street Cigars. You know, I I went back and forth. I really can't commit, you know, on anything. (laughs) I commit to Wendy, my kids, the show. After that, I, eh, you know. But uh, I did did tailgate with Spring Street Cigars. And um, I did walk through the, I mean, not like through the whole junction, but I, I guess I walked through a part of it. God. That place was packed for Southeast Louisiana. People everywhere. Is it rowdy? Uh people were having fun. Yeah. People were were have, I mean, not like, you know, out of hand. They were just having yeah. a good time. Um, I mean, not everybody has to, you know, take nineteen shots of fireball like your your old mist tail games. <laughs> we and throw it puke down. all over <laughs> each other. Um, but the Spring Street cigars was was fun. And, uh, yeah, then I watched the game. What's my takeaway from Ole Miss still run the same offense, same quarterback. Did it look like it? Uh, yes. Mississippi State's run really different. Did I, did I try to explain that to Resdog and others that it was, it was going to look a little herky-jerky? Wasn't going to be as smooth, uh, especially, you know, we have a friend who's been joining us for about 14 years on the air that talks about how really nobody makes a smooth transition from the air raid to something else. It didn't look smooth. The Mississippi State, I mean, did they pull away in the second half? Sure. They score a bunch of points. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I I didn't think uh, Will Rogers played great. The receivers were getting the separation, I thought. And and let me tell you, I I thought the offensive line's run blocking was – especially early was meh. maybe because they've been in a pass blocking stance for three. I don't know. Maybe I said that during the off season. (laughs) Um, they don't have a lot of time though. You know, Ole Miss run the same offense. They've been running the last four years with the same quarterback. You know, I mean, do I think Ole Miss is great on offense? No. Uh, do I think they have some potential? Sure. Um, but when you're running the same thing with the same quarterback and play caller, Don't you think that makes it a little seamless? Yeah. So you still have the same play caller, Lane Kiffin, same quarterback, Jackson Dart, and same offense. What do you have at Mississippi State? Your play caller tragically passed away last December, right? His name's Mike Leach. He's also Hall of Famer. He won over 150 college football games. Your offense, you're not running. You have a new play caller. You do have the same quarterback. One plus one equals two. One plus
3: one equals two. I mean, that's the. I mean, the experience is the best thing that State has. You know, so I guess that. But but it's still a new. It's totally new
5: offense. Yeah. Totally new formations, concepts, what you're asking your offensive line to do, and so on. Um. You know. That what am I supposed as Bartu told me. When I was walking on Sunday, when I got back from Starkville, and I took my my nature walk and talked to myself, he said, "I said, well, what's your takeaway on Ole Miss in Mississippi State?" He said, "Nothing." I went, "Why?" He went, "Look who they played." I said, "All right, uh, but we still have to tell you what we think, and I want you to tell us what you think." Jason has Ole Miss going to Atlanta. Bingo. Um, you know <laughs> what? What is your what? You, I thought. You know the bright spot for Ole Miss was the game was over, in in a. I mean, Mercer decided to score on what a seventy five yarder, first play. Yeah, and um, and then and then Ole Miss you know ripped off a bunch of, a bunch of touchdowns. Again, they run the, they have the same play call. Who's really good by the way, I mean, Kiffin's a a a top five percent play caller, offensive play caller. Um. Dart can play, you know. Sanders, can whatever. Um, now, what will it look like against really good competition? I, I we'll see. Revs and dogs are going to be able to prove it. It's, it's going to be a brutal, brutal, brutal schedule that you pull every year. But, um, you know, you got to get this thing. It's not, eh, it's not fair, but it is what it is. Barbe and Will Rogers and the offensive line got to get the thing going. I mean, you got Arizona. Jaden Delora can play. Are you better than them? Yes. I've already bet on Ole Miss. I bet on them yesterday. I'll take that line. Ole Miss out-recruits Tulane by over 50 spots. Let me say that one more time. Ole Miss out-recruits Tulane by over 50 spots. Should win by 20-plus. The Out of Bounds Show is driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder, Canon, Nissan, and Jackson.
1: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
0: For years, and I really like it.
5: Uh, good morning. Welcome in. Welcome in. Football's here. Jason's excited.
3: You going to New Orleans? I'm not. I'm actually going to Austin this weekend. Okay. Yeah. I've uh my first real comedy show and got tickets like a like two months ago. It's like really hard to get tickets, apparently. It's at Joe Rogan's Comedy Club. Oh, it's at Joe
5: Rogan's Comedy Club? Yeah,
3: in Austin. So What is that seat? Um uh, so there's two rooms. I think the one that we're going to is like 200. Oh, it's, I love that. Yeah.
5: I love it. You know, as you get older, when you're younger and you go to all the concerts as, you know, junior high, high school, college, you, you big crowds and all that. Right. Yeah. And of then course. you find that the intimate settings are the way to go. Um, that's why I always loved going out to the Grammy Museum in L.A. You know, it's, it, it seats about 200, and, 200 to 250.
3: No shot. And, I didn't know that.
5: Yeah. It's, and it's. It's awesome. The acoustics are amazing. You're going to have so much fun, man. So, you're going to Joe Rogan's comedy club. Yeah. That's uh, a. There's that's, two rooms, and you're going to the 200 person room?
3: Yeah. So, that's the, actually the bigger one. And the, oh, the smaller one is, I think it's like 100.
5: That's the way to go, this uh, day and age.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's got like a two-drink minimum, so everybody's going to be in there laughing and having a good time. Yeah. So I, I'm super excited about at We'll get you it. a strawberry daiquiri. You'll be ready to go. <laughs> or, or strawberry <laughs> Yeah. My, oh. strawberry oh. is more my vibe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
5: same thing in Cleveland, Mississippi, the Grammy Museum up there, in which they spent $20 million. It's only two Grammy museums in the, state, in the uh, United States, because um, I don't think New Orleans or Cleveland— Ohio, gotten up and running, but anyway, the point is, uh, that's a very intimate, two hundred seat kind of maybe give or take um, venue that is awesome. Good man. All right. Well, uh, I hope you. What night is it? Friday or Saturday? It's Friday,
3: so you know, leaving after the show, headed to Austin. I think it starts at ten, so I should we should get there around eight or so. Okay. So have just a second to maybe grab. I can go get
5: some. A couple appetizers and a in a Tito's martini. Yes, sir. Maybe some fried cheese before I sit oh, down. Yeah. I, well, I think in Austin you'll have. I mean, that's a culinary mecca. You'll you'll have plenty of options. Is it down there by Sixth Street? I'm guessing, or what yeah, I think
3: it's I think it's right in the middle of everything. Okay. I, I know Got that uh, they said it's in a historic building that has been a million different things, like used okay. to be a concert hall, okay. all that sort of stuff. Good. Well, that'll be. Uh, who are you seeing? Uh, so his name is Andrew Schultz. He's like one of the biggest comedians in the in the game right now. But, Got it. you know, since it's Joe Rogan's club, he kind of just stops in, does a spot whenever he wants. And there's a lot of other, like Ron White is another big, like dude, a, a legend. I love Ron White. Yeah, he's there all the time. So I'm really hoping to see Ron White, hoping Joe Rogan stops in. But Andrew Schultz is the main event, and he's hilarious. That's awesome,
5: man. Yeah, I hope you all have a good time.
3: Uh, 105.9 The Zone ESPN
5: brought to you by Superior Foundation. Superior, Superior, Superior Foundation. Todd Sandridge, Trey Pace, they'll take care of your home. Uh, With all this, well, with all the heat and no rain, goodness gracious. But um, Superior.ms for all your uh, foundation repairs. And the show is also brought to you by the brand new Napa Auto Parts Store, I-55 North in Jackson. There's six of them in the metro area. The newest just opened a couple of weeks ago. Napa Auto Parts Store. I-55 North in in Jackson. Napa, get up and go. Napa, get up and go. I-55 North in Jackson. Napa Auto Parts. Our coaches of the week are brought to you by Napa Auto Parts and the new store, I-55 North in Jackson. And those are Coach Prime. Coach Mike Norvell, Florida State, and Coach Mike Elko from the Duke Blue Devils who pulled off a uh, monumental upset too. Kind of like Colorado, but uh, wow. And we'll have Mike Dettelier coming up next. Jason, Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. We'll talk LSU. And then the Saints play in New Orleans against the Titans, uh, which look like they're in total, like, reboot mode or something. I'm not sure. I mean, they got a heck of a coach, but what is Tennessee doing? I, 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 I can't figure it out. I mean, I said that the night that Blake and I were in Las Vegas when they traded A.J. Brown. What are you doing? But since then, it's been a lot of what are you doing? Um, great opportunity for the Saints. Uh, they play a bunch of weak quarterbacks, play in a weak division, and draw a weak uh, AFC division in the AFC South. So we'll see what the Saints want to do with that. And they'll get it going at noon in New Orleans. So some of you old Miss fans will go to New Orleans and go to the Tulane game, uh, which is an on camp. Would you look up that stadium um capacity, please, for Tulane? It's
3: thirty thousand. I looked it up okay. last week. Yeah.
5: All right. Um so you'll you'll be uptown, um, which is where oh so many amazing restaurants and bars. And I told y'all my aunt lived on Lower Line, um, which is right by Tulane. Great, great place. Uh, you're going to have a lot of fun. And then I guess some of you are going to stay for the next day. And Saints, Titans. And see what uh, Derek Carr can do for your Hoodat Nation, baby. So there you go. That's a good weekend. One of, and Jason's going to Austin. And I'm going to start. So everybody have fun. All right. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. I hate I hate that I have to share this news, but um, one of our listeners, Doug Shanks, um, legendary politician and baseball coach passed away over the weekend and coach Shanks has had called this show uh, several times over the years and I was lucky to count him as a listener um it was pretty cool that he liked the show and liked what we did and um he's you know a legend in Jackson as far as a politician for years and city commissioner and so on and was the dude, um, along with some others, that brought who to Jackson, the Jackson Mets. So as a kid, I didn't know coach, I didn't know Doug Shank's then the politician, eventually the coach at Mississippi Valley and uh, Central Hines and Hartfield and other places. But uh, Jackson 96 ers I mean, the list goes on and on of his uh, accomplishments and what he did. But uh, for me, as a Bell Haven kid, um, I lived and breathed the Jackson Mets. Um, it was a big part of my life. I went to games and games and games, and we've all, those of us that were young or old during that time, remember, uh, Billy Bean and Roger McDowell and Mookie Wilson and all the guys, Lenny Dykstra and all the guys that were able to come through the Mets. And then the Mets won it in 86. So that was, that was a big deal. I mean, dude, we didn't have anything. The state didn't have anything. The city didn't have anything. In 1982 or four or five. And uh, so it was a big deal to go over to Smith Wills and watch the Jackson Mets play, double-A affiliate of the New York Mets. And then for the Mets to win it with Doc Gooden and some of the guys I just referenced, Keith Hernandez and Gary Carter and others, was awesome. But uh, Coach Doug Shanks and politician, um, remarkable career. And he, he took over Mississippi Valley and they didn't have a stadium. You think that's a difficult task? Jeez. <laughs> Middle of the Delta. <laughs> he took him over, and what do you do? He won. And, you know, I thought that that was, uh, and he would call into the show and share different stories, but he was a big, big part of Jackson politics and a big part of Mississippi baseball. And, you know, so many different ways, including the the 96ers, the Jackson Mets. Um, You know, Mississippi Valley had no – they had no program. And he went up there and won. So – and he also drove a lot of uh, young people around here to get scholarships in baseball around the country. So rest in peace, Uh, Coach Doug Shanks. And uh, wanted to give him a shout-out on – this Tuesday morning, I was always honored that he was a listener and would actually spend time listening to our show and the craziness that we come up with. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And we're brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Take your golf game to another level at Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Golf clubs, golf balls, golf accessories, carrying the team. Wegan, they'll take care of you. Also, the show is brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries and Eye Care Professionals. If you need cataract surgery, Dr. Kirk Jeffries, Eye Care Professionals. Mike Dettillier on LSU next.
1: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
0: For years, and I really like it. Our
5: guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent and hit favorites.com to get a quote in four minutes or less. We want to welcome you in week one in the books, week two, which could give us some even better matchups, uh, more power five and uh, drama. Plus, the NFL gets kicked off on Thursday, which is exciting, too. Uh, Mike Dettillier joins us. WWL Radio TV New Orleans. It's brought to you by Sound and Communications. SoundcomAV.com. The leader. They provide leading-edge audio-visual for churches, businesses, and sports facilities. SoundcomAV.com. Mike Dettillier on the Out of Bounds show. Mike D, I uh, I was shocked that LSU not only got, well, I knew Florida State could win. But uh, the way that they lost got blown out, and I thought they quit in the end, uh, which also surprised me. What was your takeaway from the game?
4: They didn't get beat. They got beat up. I mean, it was that simple. Um, The surprise for me is they lost the battle in the trenches. Uh, Offensive, defensive line, they they really got it taken to them. Uh, Florida State um, controlled the tempo. Um, in the second half of that game because they won the battle up front. And you might say, well, you know, LSU uh, had missed opportunities early. They had dropped passes. Uh, Florida State had five drops too. Yeah, It it didn't stop them, Uh, you know. So um, it, it was surprising that they didn't match up better up front. And we talked about this all week long. Uh, radio, television-wise, that I, I think Florida State's the best team LSU will play all season long. Uh, they they got a lot of talent on that team, an experienced quarterback, and it is rare in this business that you got a six foot seven receiver and a six foot four kid. In Keon Coleman, Keon grew up in Louisiana. He, he went to Apalucis High School. Uh, ended up at Michigan State. He was on the B list for LSU. Um, almost went to Tulane, uh, to be honest. Uh, him and I had spoke about it before he uh, he signed with Michigan State. And then he wanted to come back. He wanted to come back and play for LSU in the transfer portal, and he wasn't on the list. And so he signs with Florida State. Uh, but, uh, man, uh, Mike Narvell's got it going. And you can tell they've used that transfer portal very well when you consider that top players. Um, and Jordan Travis started at Louisville. Trey Benson, that running back, started at Oregon. He's a Mississippi guy. You know, and he goes to Oregon. Uh, Keon, Louisiana, Opelousas. Jared Burse, who's from Cleveland, Ohio, went, goes to Albany and then goes to Florida State. They've done a really good job there, but I'm surprised of uh, the physicality and how they really took it to LSU in the second half and wore them out. Just absolutely wore them out. And um, you got to give Florida State credit. They were the better team, and they, they deserved to win. The score is no indication of how they dominated that game in the second half. No indication. Unless you scored late, that was a gimme touchdown. <laughs> everything else, Florida State controlled everything uh, in that game.
5: Mike, uh, is it time to panic? I mean, they, they play Grambling and then they play five conference games in a row. Where are you on the on the panic meter, one to 10?
4: Well, I, I'm never a panic guy. Uh, I think people who are like that are want to kind of rank things up like that. They need jerk reaction people. That's why they don't have money. That's why they got difficulties in their personal and their private lives and business lives. You got to be steady with things. The same people that are squawking about this today are the same people that were squawking about it when they got beat last year. The difference is there were a lot of expectations for this year. So I I think Brian Kelly is going to straighten this out. He's he's won 10 games or more every year since 2017 uh, at Notre Dame and then at LSU. So he's going to straighten it out. Uh, Panic button, I I don't get that part. LSU is way too talented uh, for the panic button situation. But it goes to show you, for me, not how much LSU is who they are, is how good Florida state is because you know what, uh, even though they were a top 10 team, there were a lot of question marks about Florida state. And, uh, they answered that. They answered the bell. So I think LSU will, will straighten that out. This schedule gives them a little bit of a runway to get it straightened out. Um, uh, and you know, you play Alabama and Texas A&M late in the process, but, um, uh, The surprising part was their inability to run the football and their inability to stop the run. They got beat up front, and that surprised me. You returned five of your top six offensive linemen. Uh, Defensive line-wise, I know Mason didn't play, but, man, you you hit the transfer portal pretty hard. You got a lot of starters from other teams. Uh, Didn't transfer, and you out-schemed your best player. Okay, what the hell would they do with Perkins? I don't know. know. (laughs) You you were overthinking that, uh, you know, he's much better uh, coming off the edge, and especially in this game, understanding who you're playing. Now, for other games, uh, I I get it, trying him at that middle linebacker position. For this game, they needed him to be a presence to constantly – uh, be an irritation to the Florida State quarterback. And LSU got zero sacks in this game. Zero. Okay. You're not winning against Florida State unless you can get pressure. You're not beating them that way. And Florida State was prepared for Harold Perkins, playing that spy linebacker. They, I, I'm still confused on what Matt House was thinking of for this game not to have Harold Perkins be a bigger influence uh, as a pass rusher.
5: So, I, I mean, do you, is this a team that can get it together? It's just week one. They, they'll they be in the mix with the SEC West. Or is it just a wait and see till they get to start Bowl in two weeks and kind of see where they are and where Mississippi State is and and how that game plays out, Mike?
4: Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be fun. I think they're gonna get that straightened out. Uh, Brian's a good coach, and I think he will get that. You know, you know some of the issues straightened. One issue he's not going to get straightened out is that corner. But we've talked about that from start to finish. For a team that built himself as DBU, uh, they got picked on and picked on pretty good. Of Florida State. Now again, it's rare when you got those two type of receivers out on the field. How does Keon Coleman slip away from? L- he I- slipped away from not one coach but two. Right. He slipped away from Ed Ogeron. He slipped away from Brian Kelly. Wow. I- and mm. and but I'll be honest with you. Malik Neighbors was not an A-list guy for LSU initially. Uh, He was sort of on the B-list. And he had verbally committed to Mississippi State. And then on signing day, um, they uh, lost out on a receiver from Texas. And uh, Ed put the uh, full court press and was able to get Malik. Uh, With Keon, it was a different situation where I don't think LSU was in the mix for Keon. It came down from what he told me, Michigan State, Tulane, Mississippi State. So Michigan State, Tulane, Mississippi State. Then he decides to leave after he leads the Spartans in receptions. He wanted to come back, and he wanted to play for LSU. And they made the determination that they were satisfied what they had. Um, At the end, it goes right back to the head coach because you he makes the final decision no matter what. you you got a recruiting coordinator and a position coach, but it, it comes down to you. So not only did they miss on Keon once, they missed on him twice. But so did a lot of other teams. Yeah, they did. You know, and so uh, he didn't have a a long list of teams that was in line for him. Um uh, so, but, and he was a great athlete. I got to watch him play. Um, uh, he was a, he had about a dozen, um, uh, basketball scholarship offers. Wow. At yeah. He was that good of an athlete and, uh, he ran the sprints, but I always told him you, you're too tall to run the sprints. You, you had a little <laughs> bit too much meat on the boat and he would always laugh know about it, and he, he was a long jumper and that sort of thing too. But he was a great athlete here. It just he was at a small school, and maybe they didn't feel as though it would translate. But once he hmm. did what he did at Michigan State, the line should have been much longer than what it was for him. Yeah, and it actually wasn't. And so goes to show you how in this business, um, nothing is perfected. No, and and he's going to end up being a really high draft choice.
5: That was my next question. Where do you project? For our listeners, we're talking about the wide receiver at Florida State. He's from Louisiana. He went to Michigan State. It was a battle between Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin and Mike Norvell in Florida State. LSU passed on him again, and y'all saw what he did on Sunday. Where do you project him at the next level, Mike D? I
4: I, want to see him play a little bit more, but I think he'll be a... um a top 60 pick. I feel the same way about Trey Benson. If if Trey can stay healthy, uh, the running back from Florida State. um, Now, he had a knee injury at at Oregon, but uh, he was another guy that he had some people interested. His list was a little longer than Coleman's. But, uh, man, once Trey gets cranked up, he's pretty doggone good, too. Uh, you got to give Narvo credit along with his staff for picking out people that fit very well into what they did so um yeah it, 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 so really after a real rough start at Florida state uh Mike norve has steadied the boat you know he steadied it in some in some real rough waters because it could have easily went sideways. Easily. It could. Inside.
5: No doubt. Those first two years uh, were rocky. Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau. And ins- even
4: last year. Think yeah. about it. They beat LSU, and then they go on that skid midseason. And a lot of people were like, uh-oh, this ain't good. But they were able to steady the boat and, uh, you know, finish strong. And uh, they're legit, uh, you know. There's no questioning that floor by Florida State about how good of a team they are because uh, they they got depth and talent uh, across the board. And they got a quarterback that, man, he's not prototypical, okay? He doesn't have a super strong arm, and he's not real tall. But, man, he makes things happen. And uh, he's Houdini. you uh, a couple times had him pinned in, and he got away. You know, uh, so Norvell's going to win a lot of games with Jordan Travis. I can tell you that. Mm. How
5: uh, shocked over the Duke-Clemson final or the way the game?
4: Uh, To a certain extent, yes. But, you know, we could kind of – this one you could see coming. That Clemson has not been a full participant in this transfer portal thing. Uh, it's just some hard-headedness uh, with Dabo. He he really didn't want to deal with it. He's more old-schooled than Nick Saban. Now, Nick bitched about it, but at least Nick participated in it when he, when he, when he needed players. Dabo, I mean, he almost kind of sat it out, and is catching up to him. I'm just telling you. And uh, I remember Pete Jenkins telling me this, that Mike um, – It's hard in this world to get top-flight quarterbacks and really good defensive linemen. And he said, watch. It's going to come to an end quickly with Clemson. Uh, He said, I don't know about those defensive linemen they're recruiting. And uh, the quarterback, I'm not quite sure about. Uh, That was this summer he told me that. And I think he's absolutely right. But when you get to the one, the four, and the seven-yard line, and you come away with zero points, you ain't winning a lot of games. You're not winning a lot. And, okay, two fumbles and a missed field goal. And Mike Elko, he's not loaded with talent, but he's got a good quarterback. Uh, The system there defensively, they bend, but they don't break. And and Mike's done a real good job. I've I've always been a fan of his uh, when he was at Notre Dame and at AM. and M, and he's brought some toughness, some physicality, and um, oh, uh, some confidence on that Duke team. But man, Clemson last night—they had a lot of things going for them. They just couldn't finish nothing. No,
5: one, four, and seven, and like now, you said.
4: The next big test. In a couple weeks, they play Florida State. They have beaten Florida State seven straight years. They have been the ditch, so to speak, that Florida State hasn't been able to leap over. Had they put, if they played that type game against Florida State, it's going to be an embarrassing loss. But, you know, he, he's got a couple weeks – to straighten it out. Now, with Klubnik, I think you're always going to have ups and downs with him. Uh, He's got that persona to him, where it's never going to be real smooth. It's always going to be either real high or sort of a dip. And are you really scared of Clemson when you play him today? No. At one time they had almost an aura about him that, man, they got so much more talent than us. Let's just hang in there and maybe get a break. Today you don't fear him anymore. There is no fear when you play Clemson. Man, when you Duke didn't have any fear of him. I know that.
5: <laughs> Elko, man. Wow. What a job. Turn around last year and and then to take to take Clemson down. You're right. You know, Dabo's kind of pulling a Mike Sheshewski. When the one and done rule went and and Mike said, "I'm not doing that, and boy, he realized quick even i mean it was I think within a year Dabo's still you know oh, we're almost on year three. Dabo's going to have to figure this thing out. Can you imagine if he if if Dabo Swinney decides to be this hard-headed and doesn't adjust at all and just totally loses it and becomes a i don't know pretty good to good program
4: then he won't be there much longer because they're not going to put up with it. You've gotten used to winning and winning at the highest level. And the hierarchy understand the college football world is changing hourly. I'm not talking about daily, hourly. And if you don't adapt, you you lose. And it's just like the business world. If you don't adapt quickly, you fall fallen behind. And you you started to see a little bit of it last year, and I think it's evident now they they have not figured it out. Not that they don't have talent in some places, but their defensive line, and, and I think Pete's absolutely right about it. Their defensive line at one time they had four, four they had four first round picks. Okay, last year they had two. And do you see anybody on there that that's not that caliber of defensive line? And they always had great receivers. I'm not sure about that today. And the quarterback situation, man, they went through a run there for a while. Boy, they it did. Was pretty successful. Wow. And they run DJ off, and, you know, he goes to Oregon State. And they've handed it to Klubnick now. He's got to make it work. Uh, because they put everything in his basket. Mm. All the eggs are in his basket now. There is no Superman coming out, you know, from the telephone booth to save him.
5: Yeah, he, he's going to have to hit the portal. Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Mike, I've only got a couple minutes. Can, uh obviously, this weekend is a great opportunity for Dennis Allen It looks like Tennessee's in transition. Um, The Saints have a good team. We'll see if they're really good. But the game's at home, and uh, I like Vrabel as a head coach. Can't really figure out what they've been trying to do in the the front office, starting with A.J. Brown and other things. But uh, what are your expectations Sunday in New Orleans?
4: Stop Derrick Henry. Uh, If you're going to beat me, beat me with Tannehill. But I'm not going to let Derrick Henry run 25, 30 times in this game. Uh, so it slow him down, and then get after Tannehill. And so defense is going to play a big part in this. The one thing about the Titans, their front seven is really good, Well, really good. And if that there's a weakness on this team with the Saints, it's certainly offensive line. Ooh. Don't let nobody feed you any horse hockey to tell you anything different. Uh, it is a major question mark on this football team. And so, um, you got to throw the football. You got to protect Derek Carr. The secondary is still suspect for me, uh, for the Titans. They got to prove it to me. They were dead last, uh, in, in passing defense last year. So I go after that. I think the Saints win this game. I think it'll be tight, but I think the Saints win this game. Uh, and, you know, the key is it's not difficult to figure out the Titans. They want to run the ball, and they want to stop the run and try to hit up with a big turnover somewhere. So it's about pass protection for the Saints on offense and on defense. Stop the big man, and he's been bubble-wrapped now all preseason (laughs) and training camp. So you get a fresh one. You get a fresh Derrick Henry right off the bat.
5: Jeffrey Simmons against that New Orleans Saints uh, offensive line among others. So, all right. Uh, big weekend in new Orleans, Ole Miss in town and, uh, and Ole Miss in town. uh, Oh, man. Uh, I don't think Tulane Tulane can play with them, but you may, you, I've got one minute. What do you think?
4: I I think Ole Miss wins this game. I, I would pick Ole Miss to win. Um, if Tulane, there's a question mark, it's in the secondary. And I think, you know, you, Lane's going to figure out a way to get points on the board with them. But, man, Michael Pratt can play. Uh, he is a really good quarterback. And they've got some weapons in the pitch and catch part of the game. They're not as good running the ball as they were a year ago. And certainly a lot of that having to do with losing Tajay Spears. But uh, I think Ole Miss wins this game uh, because I think that's the weakness of Tulane. It's in the secondary. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go after him. And hit on some big plays. But Pratt will hit some too now. Pratt's a, He's an NFL quarterback. And so this will be the first real test for that Ole Miss secondary uh, with Michael Pratt.
5: There you go. Uh, Ole Miss and Tulane, 2.30 Saturday. And then uh, the Saints host the Titans at noon on Sunday. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans, joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Thanks, Mike D. See you, buddy. Thank you, Bo. He's awesome. At Mike Dettelier on Twitter, we are the Out of Bounds Show, and we have fun every week with Mike D, and it's brought to you by Sound and Communications. Soundcom.ab.com. dot com. And what does Sound and Communications do? Sound and Communications. They provide leading edge audio visual for churches, businesses, and sports facilities. Locally owned, and they've been doing it for decades. And uh, their corporate headquarters located in Pearl, right by Rick's Pro Truck, soundcomav.com. Hour number three, coming
0: up.
1: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
0: For years, and I really like it.